Today we are talking nurture sequences. One of the biggest mistakes I find with small business owners is they do have something that they download on their website, but they often don't ask for an email, or if they do, they don't follow up with a series of emails, and that is where the magic happens. We give someone something great, they pay for it with an email, we get their email, and then we draw closer to them with great content that's going to build trust, authority, and get those people who are on the fence about working with us ready to buy. If you don't have any sort of lead magnet for your business, then you need to make sure you've got one. This is Rachel Claver, and I am your host of Confident Content. And today we're on part two of a little series with Julie from Thinking Caps. She and I have been working together to work on her lead generational lead magnet for her business. She has gone away and done a really amazing draft, which we're going to walk through today. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back and have a listen. It's called How to Create a Juicy Lead Magnet. It's part one, and then you can come back and listen to this one for the next step. So today we're going to learn alongside with Judy and get inspiration for you to start creating your own lead magnet and work out how to do a nurture sequence. It's easier than you think, guys, so don't freak out. So um, without further ado, I will just remind you, Judy's the co-founder and uh, director of Thinking Caps. Her main role is the onboarding of new tutors and students, and she's a really, uh, really, really so excited about looking after children and teenagers who really need to have help with just becoming more confident in their own study abilities and their habits and seeing results from that. And she gets really inspired for the way that helps work, not just with those those kids and teens, but also for the whole family dynamic as well, which I really love. So I'm going to get her to reintroduce herself just quickly soon before we jump in. And then we're going to start working on her lead magnet and nurture sequence and you can take notes with us. So first, welcome to the show, Julie. Good morning. Thank you. It's lovely to see you now. For those of you that are listening, um, last session I didn't share any video from this time because um, Julie uh, was a little bit off camera and today my camera's not working. So it seems that we're destined to have an audio-only relationship with all of you, Um, which, you know, that that happens, that will happen, that's fine. Um, So Julie, do you want to just briefly reintroduce yourself to everyone so that people know who you are and then we'll get started? Sure thing. So I'm Julie from Thinking Caps. Michelle and I have been in business for coming up 19 years. Uh, We've been trained and experienced primary school teachers before we started Thinking Caps. And I worked for the Ministry of Education introducing maths to teachers in service training. Um, That was a really fun time, buzzing around in and out of schools. But there were a number of parents at the time who said, oh, you couldn't help my kitty after school with maths, could you? You do that maths job. And it evolved from there. So it started with one or two kitties after school, and now we have... 40 plus tutors and hundreds of kids that we work with every week. That is so awesome. And it has really become something that started organically, didn't it? And then you've grown it. And But you've become, as it's grown, you have taken time to become quite strategic in that growth. So it kind of started organically, but then you have taken time out to kind of go, actually, we need to do this to grow it in the, in the right direction. Yeah. There's been a lot of it. And one of the things that we're looking to grow, which is what we're talking about with this lead generation, is we're now taking into uh, literacy lessons. And that's something that I haven't had a massive area of expertise in my own self. I've had, obviously, teacher training and experience working with new entrant year one kiddies. Um, but it wasn't where I was working with the government on maths and so that's really my area of expertise so we've got some tutors on board now who are like literacy tastic and um, literacy tastic is a great word <laughs> you can see why I'm, I'm not the literacy in... no I think literacy tastic is a great word I think it's awesome as someone who used to be like I literacy was one of my things that I would do and wrote a you know wrote a book on it and used to run stuff for early childhood teachers actually around facilitation literacy so I am when I read your download, I was like, I would have written this. It was yeah. kind of cool. Like, I was like, oh, I love this. This is exactly. And in fact, I felt like writing it, sending it to my daughters because um, two of them, as you know, are at university. Yeah. One's doing English and history, and the other one's doing um, English and music. And both of them actually say they know that happened because of the work I did with them. Yeah. And, and I look at this stuff and I go, yeah, that's exactly the stuff I did, you know, like playing word games. We do lots of things in the car. We listen to audiobooks in the car. And I really loved reading that because I was like, this is exactly how I built a literacy habit in my kids. It wasn't just, we've got to read this reader. So I really loved the the, the ideas you had in there. Mm, and the, the thing for us too is that, like I had a conversation with a mum on Monday and she said, oh, I'm really interested in your literacy program, but I kind of don't know what literacy even means. 
Yeah. And I wanted to go decode it. A lot of what we do as teachers, you know, if you start reading about the structured literacy, and I mean, at the moment, for those listening, we're all in an election mode. And so it's hot stuff at the moment with the structured literacy has been thrown around all over the place. But parents don't know what it means. And there's a lot of teacher jargon and we want to break it down. And so that's what I want this lead generation for is to be able to say to parents, do you even know what it is and how you can help? Um, so I'm really glad you said that because I did have a query. So um, Julie um, kindly sent me her draft of her downloadable lead generation. So in the first session we talked about how it's really good to have like a bit of a checklist or some ideas or things like that. Something that's really meaty that helps people understand what you've got and give them value. So even if they don't work with you, they feel good about it, about you and who you are. And I did have a query about this because I thought the actual content in your session was really good. I had a read through and I really liked, you know, like we talked about, um, you said, how can you help your child at home with their literacy learning? I thought that was really good. How we can make it fun for us. And you had a really good list of really cool ideas there. Um, one tiny thing, and this is for everybody, not just for you, yes. including myself. It's long. <laughs> well, no, I have no objection about oh, the good. length. I thought the length was really good. I felt like it just, like, to be honest, it shows generosity and it means that people actually go, cool, you guys know what you're talking about. But also I think, you know, if we think about the different ways that, that all of us learn, like I was sitting next to someone in the plane in the weekend and he's dyslexic and we're talking about the challenges of him doing literacy with a six-year-old. Like, actually, I was very on tune for this. And I was suggesting audiobooks and I was suggesting, you know, playing with, with leather tiles, so, uh, comic strips. I was, some of these things I was actually talking to him about. And But what I would say is you and I and the whole Western world use exclamation marks too much. Yeah. Um, and I went through and after about the I sixth use one, I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, then we just need to pull back on the exclamation marks. Like, I've it been was kind of like, yeah, I've, yeah, I've had like, that comment so many times. Yeah, and to yeah. this day. And I still um, use it all the time. <laughs> yeah, I still use it all the time. Um, yeah. And I, it's, something I actually to, yeah, it's something I have to talk about with my, with my team actually as well because we all do, I do smiley faces too mm. much as well. Mm. So I'm always like smiley face after something to make sure that no one's going to be annoyed about it. But it's, it's just like a Same. bad habit. Yeah. So just always go through and like always print it out because I think when you print it out, you can see mm. how many you've got and just highlight them and get rid of them. Because I mean, really I, can, the, I can see yeah. about five just in the first paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no. actually, if I turn around, there is actually a lot more in that one. You're quite right. There's like, oh, yeah, that's just for you. I mean, there is times to do. I, I think you could probably put two in that first yeah. bit, like just for you and see the difference today. That would be okay, but mm. there's more than that in that There's group. way, okay. yeah. So that was the first thing. The second thing was, and this is really important for everybody, including you, I had a query around having structured literacy in the download mm. because I feel like that thing you talked about jargon, yes, they want to know what it is, but does using that phrase make, like I feel as someone who feels quite confident around as a TX teacher, mm. but also as someone who lived and breathed literacy with my kids, Structured literacy sounds quite scary, even yes. to me. Yeah, and I wonder if we like. So, I, I you gave me some title options. I'm going to read them out to everybody, and I'm going to say I'm going to read them out. I wonder if people will think which one's the best. Mm. Um, but <laughs> your structured literacy made easy boost your child's literacy learning at home. Structured literacy, what is it, and how can it help your child at home? Crack the literacy code: fun ways to help your child with reading, writing, and spelling at home. And a parent's guide to structured literacy, ideas that, that you can use at home to help your child's learning. Now, one of those immediately stood yeah. out to me as the best one. When I read them out, which one is it for you? Yeah, I like the crack the code because it's yeah. more teacher language, I think. And this is what I wanted your input on. Um, whether we say that use the phrase structured literacy because it's been thrown around so much in uh, the media and in school and where the parents hear it and go, oh, what even is it? Or we just ignore it totally and just do our own, just use the word literacy. Well, what I think I would like you to do is call it Crack the Literacy Code, Fun Ways to Help Your Child with Reading, Writing and Spelling at Home. And maybe in the landing page and maybe even on the title you can say, plus if you've heard about structured literacy, I promise you explain this and this or something like that in there. So it's still that phrase is somewhere on like landing page or in that content on that page, but it's not the title because I think it sounds scary. I think people, most people understand what literacy is because you're going, 
after it, you're saying fun ways to help your child with reading, writing, spelling at home. Now, I feel that for anyone that is nervous, who didn't, who is not a natural reader, because we want to really gauge those people. Like People like me will download this because we're like, oh, is there something I've missed? But that's not who we're aiming for. We're aiming for those people who have a real chip in their own confidence when it comes to literacy. When you know We're trying to aim to those because they're actually your ideal clients. Both are. But they're the ones who go, I can't do this by myself. I need to have mm. Julie and Michelle to come and help me with this. Mm. Yep. Um, and so I feel like that plus I think fun ways is a really positive. Um, and so it's like thinking about when we're doing this, I see a lot of people when they're doing downloads. And I have to do this myself. I have to think, what language uh, is the reader going to be understanding or mm. responding to not how I want to portray it so I think we are gutsy and remove structured literacy out of that yep. download you'd increase the download yeah but make sure you've just got it in the landing page somewhere somewhere yeah yep. it could be like what you'll get what do you get in this guide and it might have a thing in there that says um the explanation of the terms structured literacy and why you're hearing it a lot in yes. um, your children's reading materials or something like that mm. something like well in the reading materials but like you know, know. why you might literacy have heard about learning. it in school yeah. mm. Yeah, why you're hearing the term literature structure? Hang on, it'll be why you're hearing the term structured literacy at school and what it means. Yeah, I think that phrase would be yeah. a really good one. So I would personally, on your landing page, um, the way I recommend you do it, and, and this is how because I'm doing, I'm showing you the pitman with my hand. Uh, um, but normally I recommend you have a banner at the top and you have a pretty picture of the front page of your lead generation so it's like shows like kind of the book or what they're going to expect so it's always got a nice title page and then you would have download your free guide here um, and then they would have a contact page form that would have name and, and I prefer going first name last name but you can have first name last name in the same box but that's because then I know I've got it separate so I can call them by name in the nurture sequence because I'll have a separate thing for that so I'll have a first name and a last name and then I would have a email, and that's all compulsory. So they have to put all that compulsory. And I wonder for you, simply because of the fact that you, um, I wonder for you, simply because of the fact of what you are doing, so this is not for everybody, I wonder if we give them an option, like an optional box, which is a drop down of which school does your child go to? And it's optional for them. But so it means that if they're Fonga or Manly or Red Beach, or if they are none of the above, you can then also get a guide and go, well, I've had 45 people from Red Beach School, for example. Like, I don't know if you're there at that school, but if you had, are you there? Yeah. So so then you go, I, I have enough people here that if I said, would you like me to run an information evening for your children, parents here, mm. I can see there's an interest. You would be able to do that. Mm. Yeah, that's great. So I, because then you can measure it more easily as well. Oh. Um, and it, and also it means that say there was a school that you wanted to go into and say you had 25 parents download the guide and say, I'm just going to call it a school Swarfiga. There's not, I don't even know why I use the word <laughs> Swarfiga, but say there was a Swarfiga school close by um, where everyone has very clean hands. <laughs> <laughs> my dad used to run his own printing business, so my, my brain's oh gone my right gosh, back Oh, my gosh, it was so magic. I, yeah. I don't have any, but I, I, yeah, it was pretty cool. Anyway, so say it was Swallow Faker School, and you'd had 25 people. You could then be able to go to that school and say, hi, we have this download. Just letting you know, this is a thing that we do. Um, we would love to run a session for yeah. your families here. We'll do it for free, but we'll invite them, and you can invite those 25 people and say, tell them to bring their friends. So you could actually use this strategically because you're in a, a location. Yeah. Um, I do something similar to this when I'm at, at conferences. So at conferences, I will have a spreadsheet, and I have I give them an option to have a lead gen. That's my version of the contact form. And this is another thing that you can do if you start doing events as well. Mm. And so with this, for example, this is something you can also then have as an offer for those. So I've got a list of SEO listings. If I'm doing a course on Google, which I've done at a couple of conferences this year, um, I will say, hi, I promise you I'm not going to spam you, but I have a really good resource for this. Um, if you give me your name, your email address, and then I say, and if you give me your location, after the conference, I'll send you this list. Um, and so I've got to do some manual adding to my mailing list, but that's worth it. But then I also put where they are. And it means, and I say to them, because I run a free course 
And so uh, next year I will email you if you have um, if you have got that stuff up on your list, and I will email you, um, and you can get um, get notified about the course. So I feel like that would be quite a good way for you to actually start segmenting your email list as well, and that kind of starts half, having us to have a healthier email email list. Um, while we're on that, because you are going to be doing some work on your emails, I do think at some point it'd be quite good for you just to have a little form that has like a little drop down of what school children are at um, and you could get them to fill it out and say oh my children are at Fonga, they're also at Fonga High or they're at Oriwa or whatever and you could actually get them to fill those out so you can start segmenting those families if you don't already have those segments mm. um, and that's just basically filling out a form that's attached to the mailing list program you're already on and then it just populates and adds a tag to that person or that data is on that person's one so you can start segmenting and going We've got a lot of quite a lot of people in this school. We've got quite a lot of people in this area. Mm. So that's when they sign up to the newsletter. You mean? Yeah, you could do it then, but you could also send out an email at some point to your existing emails mm. and say we're just updating our information. Could you? Would you please? And the, not everyone will do it, but you could say, could you please just fill out this form and it'll go to a link and it'll just be put their name in and their email, or they could just actually have their email and then it will match that email to the email they've got in the system and then you could have a drop down with the different schools and they could and they and one could be none of these but it just means that you could actually gather that data so that you can start actually really starting to segment and talk to people a little bit more mm, in direct. depth for difference yeah because mm. i think that would really help you especially with you know you're talking about building this up mm. there's probably potentially people already on your email list that don't know that this is going on just because those emails are going out to everybody and they're just going, oh, that's not for me. But if I say, for example, if it was Whangapurawa Primary and my daughter was going to that school and you'd sent it and it was only two parents for Whangapurawa, then I'm more likely to open that as opposed to, hey, Thinking Caps newsletter. Mm. Yeah. So I would I would strategically do that. Like I know that's a bit off the chart off, the, off what we're doing here, but I think that would be really good. Mm. So I would make that a little bit different. And then what I would do is... That does mean that page two, which is your, you know, thank you for downloading our guide, would st- change it to crack the literacy code, fun ways to help your yep. child with reading, writing, spelling at home. So we'd do that and would say, um, we, um, instead of saying we know your child's progress is important to you, I would actually start that sentence with you. You know, so I'd say, um, or, or you could say we know that you, you, that we know that um, you, you and I both know that your child's progress with reading and spite writing is important. Um, so you know, or, or I know, or we know you know, or something. Just make it a little bit easy because it's kind of a little bit quite long wee, there. Wee, I think wee. because we're using reading, writing, and spelling already, we don't want to use it in that second line. So we'd have to change a few things. Yeah. But I think that I would say um, I would add something around why fun is important first, because that's the thing that why they need to do, why it needs to be fun. And talk about, you know, that it, it means that they're more open to learning, um, that people, are, that we learn best when we're having fun. It removes stress and it removes a conflict point between you and your child and create. So you talk about that. And then you'd say, then I would probably say, um, it's say something around, it can be quite hard to believe that fun can help your child become a better reader, but it does. And we've seen that the children that bring a sense of enjoyment are more relaxed and ready to learn, and this helps. And then I would say, we'd, um, we'd, before we start, we'd like to also talk about the phrase structured literacy. Yeah. And then I would put it in there because you kind of let them have light and fun first and then yep. bring in that phrase. If you start with that, I think you'll you'll freak people out if we start with that. So uh-huh. I would make that the third point. Uh-huh. And then I would do the, and then do that, and let's get dive in and start. And then I would go uh-huh. to... Um, by the way, I really like Let's Get Started Unlocking Words and Unlocking Worlds for Your Child Today. That's really lovely. Mm. <laughs> Thanks. I think there's some really beautiful things in here. And I like how good would it feel knowing you're supporting your child's reading, writing and spelling while having fun. I feel that you have given them a really good feeling of what the future involves for them in terms of it. And that's really key. So I think you've done that really well. And so the page three, what I would do is I would then go, uh, before we get into the fun stuff, let's dive into what structured literacy is. And then I would pretty much leave the rest of this in here. I like the way that you've used really basic 
um, language that's not full of jargon. Um, I would probably just, and this sounds, this might sound silly considering we've used the word literacy, but I wonder if we need to explain what literacy is. Yeah. Yeah. Because you've explained what structured literacy is, but I, I think about back into my time. I don't know if you did this, Julie, because I think, I think we may have gone through about the same time, but when I did my teacher training, um, I remember that we used to do a paper about pedagogy, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is, it, and I remember I'm famous for, I didn't, I went through the entire paper and got a, I don't know, a, a minus or a B plus or something, but I, I went through the entire paper and I still can't tell you what pedagogy means. Mm, like mm. it's just one of those words that mm. I have a mental block about. And I just think that words are funny and if you've got someone who's fearful of reading literacy yeah maybe defining that literacy is reading writing um, reading writing and spelling yeah yeah and i guess understanding then because it's not just that is it because you're going to have verbal literacy yeah so it can just be anything to do with words Mm. can't it so i could explain a bit more because i think this is what this mother's point was you know i'm really keen to i'm worried about his reading and writing but i don't know what you mean by your literacy lessons and literacy is yeah. a bit of a jargony word. So it is. I've explained what the structured literacy part is, but not really what the word literacy means. So, yeah, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah. And I think that it means, too, that because what reading, writing, and spelling is very book. Mm. But we know Vocab, as teachers yeah. that it's about vocabulary. It's about understanding the world. Mm. It's about touching things and positional language and mm. all those other things that children aren't often having when they come into school. And for everyone, by the way, I realize I can't talk with this much depth for everyone, but this is an area that I understand. So, <laughs> but, but, I, but, I, but it also helps, I think, with this, that I do understand this because it helps, you know, when we're, when we're writing something, it's so important that we talk to, we, it's so easy for us as experts to talk even at a slightly higher level and we it's not that we're dumbing things down it's that we're trying to go have I made it so that there is no, the littlest of all barriers between me and the customer have I made it so that if they ask me a question that they know is a stupid question they're not going to be felt that they are stupid for asking it and I think that that is like, I know, um, without trying to out you, Julie, but like, I know you quite often second guess your questions in the coaching group. And I'm like, I don't want to ask this because I, one, it might be a question that everyone else is going to be like, oh, Julie, I don't know. I don't know why you asked that. Everyone <laughs> knows the answer. And truly that has never been the case. Mm. Um, but also because you, you, like the rest of the group, we all, they all have to fight mm. over this whole idea of don't talk to me at the moment, don't talk to me because it's taking off time from everybody else, which is the wrong thing. But I think parents are quite like that. And so they'll often go, oh, the school says we need to do literacy. I don't understand what it is, but I'm not going to ask them because then I'm going to sound like I am illiterate. And so I think for you to be that bridge gap between teachers at school and the parents makes you, it puts a very powerful position in for you. So I could have a, a like an initial uh, paragraph at the top that says, like, what is literacy? I'll word yeah. it better, but liter- yeah. what do we mean by literacy? And then maybe the structured literacy part's next. Yeah, and you know what I would do? I wouldn't do it in a paragraph. I would do it in a picture. I would maybe have like a picture that. of what literacy is and then maybe even mind map like it a, with, yeah, like, say like a brainstormy you know, with like thing. books yeah. and talking. Yeah. And, and so that it's visual because I also think if someone is – so this person that's dyslexic, he, um, I talked to him about a bunch mm. of books that I thought his six-year-old would like, and he sent me an email, and I sent him a long list, but I, I didn't just send him a list. I put pictures of some of the books there because mm. I knew if I sent him a big list, it was going to be overwhelming. Overwhelming, yeah. So I wonder with this, and I know it's going to make it longer, mm. um, but even if with audiobooks, I think like – I think make this a really good resource Mm. because the more you can make this a better resource, you're also showing them how you are thoughtfully thinking about the different ways that they might be responding to it. Mm. So you could have like find some pictures in Canva. So have a space, maybe a little box next to each one. So for audio books, you could have like a little um, sound player thing with a book, find some little images to put next to them. So those people that are overwhelmed by the list, which is Mm. a great list, let, like mm. please don't think I think it's yep. I think it's an amazing list mm. but I wonder if that would just also break that down 
So like use an emoji for each. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah okay. Just an icon. Because I think that that would also just make it just a bit more broken down and make it a bit easier. Um, it's a, such a great list though. Like I really, I really I love just, it. just just done as a Word document because I thought really it's the content I want to get across. Yes. You need to get it done as a yep. content first, but then when yep. you're laying it out, I would definitely do that. Um, and this has got so much amazing value in it. I just see that it is something that people would definitely print out. And I feel like they would almost like tick off and try things as well, which I really like. Mm. Um, so I, I did, I really did like it. I, I thought it was a really good one. Um, you know, you really, you really show your value. You show your depth of understanding. And to be honest, the, I, oh, the only other thing that I would say is, and this is something that I, um, I might, I might suggest to you is uh, there's probably a few things here that you do in in your in some of your tutoring sessions. Yeah. So I'm imagining things like the word the word building might be yeah. something you might do. So what I might I would say to you is I would even have like a little like an asterisk or something or a little sign, and then at the bottom it says asterisk. These are some of the things that we do during our coaching sessions, oh. child or tutoring sessions. Uh-huh. So one, they can give it a go with their child and they'll feel like, wow, I'm doing something like Julie and Michelle's team do. This is amazing. Uh. But also it's giving them a picture of how you work with their child. So they're not uh. going that you're just going to be sitting there making this child read a book during the sessions. Yeah. Yeah. Because what we try and do is exactly this, make it fun and interactive and enjoyable and yeah, so these are these are a lot of the ideas. Well, not a lot, but some of the ideas that we definitely use in the lessons. Yep. Okay, so that is something that you haven't written on here. Yeah, correct. And I would definitely add that in because okay. th- this is also about authority building and it's about mm. trust building, and that's going to help create that. Um, I didn't want to go too far. This is where I needed your input to, yeah. to do a, a too far down the sales pitch push, you know. Oh, you I shouldn't. don't think it. I don't think it's about. It would. Yeah. Um, so I don't. You've got. As you, if you'd like to talk about us, we'd love to hear from you. We're going to do sales and the nurture sequence, but I think it's more just what I'm really understanding for me. And if I look at why things have worked for me and for the clients that have kind of done this stuff as well, the ones that show without worrying that it's salesy and just showing, hey, let me this open the curtains do. of what we yeah. do. Mm. That's the best way to do it. And and the and how I'll explain. I think I mentioned this earlier is that. You know, my, that content course that I do, that's three hours. Um, I've added extra bits into it, which means I'm not getting to the sales point of the the course yeah, in the three hours. So I've not been doing it the last two sessions. Like I've got this full sales thing that I do at the end. And I'm still ge- I'm getting higher levels of signups without that sales pitch at the end of my course. Mm. And it's because I'm selling all the way through by giving examples of how I would do that work with a client. Yeah, that's genius. Yeah. And so I think that just by sharing that means those that are open to hear or ready to hear or close to it go, ah, oh, okay, now I can picture what tutoring with thinking caps is like. This feels safe for me. This doesn't feel scary for me. I think my child would like this. I don't have capacity. I don't have, like I always used to say, I need teachers to take the time to do these activities because I am working full time. I've got three kids, you know, they're all at under eight or whatever. And there's a limit of how much time I can give them as a single parent. And I'd say, you know, like, um, you know, one of the great things you can do, obviously, is you can go to the supermarket and, and talk about the different colored capsicums. And, and I said, but, you know, let's be honest, when I get to the supermarket at the end of the day, I'm like, stop shouting, stop being annoying, don't touch the capsicums. You're like, that's the reality of parenting. Correct. And so I need to have other people giving those experiences to my children to help them with their literacy. Mm. And so I think you need to step into... As a parent, what are you helping make them breathe better with a lead generation? Mm. That lead generation lead magnet needs, if it's going to be advice or a checklist of ideas, it has to give them a hope that they can do something themselves, but also a window into how you can help them. Mm. And it's not salesy. It's just, hey, guys, we actually do these ones ourselves, and they work pretty well. So you could have like a... um, like a Thinking Caps favorite or something like yeah. that, and then have the bottom. Here's why: I have Thinking Caps favorite. These are these are some of the ones that we love doing in our sessions with with children just like yours. Mm. And I try to make some of them um, that they can be independent. The child can do on their own. It's not always led by the parent. You know, they like the build a cozy reading fort. Yes. The parent might get the blankets and things up, but then 
put the pet inside, close the blankets, and then the kids reading on their own or drawing or colouring or whatever they're doing. It's uh, it's not always parent led. Um, so I would even maybe have maybe have like solo solo um, or child child led parent led or something like that as clothes yep. as well. Mm. You could even group it. I know it takes a bit of extra work, but the, I know no. this is worth doing it. Yes. Where you go parent led, and then you might have some afterwards that are child led. And you could kind of like put them into the thing, or you could just have like a code. You could have a little box at the top that has codes. Oh, I love codes. And <laughs> one could be like child led, parent led, beginners. Um, needs um, more time. Needs know? more time, and yeah. then no equipment. You can have a, and then um, uh. fa- thinking caps favorite, and or something like that. And so you can have a couple of those. I've maybe gone way over. Ex- thinking about it no. then you could do that and then this becomes a really good resource and this is something that you could then give away if you were doing an event you could collect emails and get and say I've got this amazing resource if you'd like it because mm. I just did this as a brain dump in one yes. big long spiel I, so, so I often um, do it as well yeah and then I thought but that's a good one and I thought I wonder how I'm going to delineate the sections but that makes sense because then a parent can go actually I'm really short on time what's something quick I can do or yes. I want to really spend some time engaging with my child what are some of the activities I can do that way yeah, yeah. and cool. I think I think the other thing that I would do is we do want it to be a little bit of a hole finder. So um, I think maybe one of the things that's missing from it is that on the page where you're kind of going through at the end and you're saying you've got tons of friendly, family friend ideas, I think there's a thing how you can make it fun. And then I'd have, we love helping children become more confident readers and spellers. Here's what one happy family said this and put that information in. And then I'd say, why people use thinking caps and then it might be um they've got co- ongoing they've got on, they've done they've done work themselves like they've tried some of these ideas but now they need further support yes um the dynamic between um the current dynamic with their child is quite tense or stressful and they don't want to increase that stress yeah um, they are, um, you're in a high, you're in a high busy period of your life, and you need some extra support ha- having it help happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you are um, parents that struggle, parents that are not confident in their own um, in this area themselves, mm-hmm. who want to have someone who's a safe pair of hands or who just focuses on this. Mm. Yeah, um, it could be. Um, both me and my child prefer stru- uh, thrive in structure, and so having a set time every week helps. Yeah. So I would put those there because then people go, yeah, that's me. Yeah, that's yeah. me. And then that gives you, uh, if you would like uh, to talk to us about our structured literacy tutoring. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one would be, because this is during school time, um, from yes, my understanding, is. Yeah. is my child is really tired after school, and I yeah. need this during school time. Because I, I as a single parent, I mm-hmm. needed stuff during school time so my kids always did their music lessons and drama lessons and stuff during school time I was like thank god that happens during school yeah because trying to kind of navigate with three kids trying to work out how to pick them up and things like that (laughs) after school with everything else was just too much too hard yeah yeah so I feel like that's a plus Mm. so I would definitely because it's actually unclear in here yes correct that you do it during school hours yes yeah so that needs to be in here Mm -hmm. yeah otherwise it's amazing yeah. So I had another question. Yes. A couple of them, uh, like the comet strip idea. Yes. Um, we've got the great, grateful journal idea and write a book report. Yes. We had a separate downloadable sheet for parents. That, that is that still cool to do, or would you do that as a another added extra later? Oh, or that's a great question. What I would like you to do is maybe choose one or two of those, mm-hmm. and you're going to have those as a sneaky little extra gift during your lead generation nurture sequence. Ah, okay. So it's like, because I want to do this, Julie, like now I, I hate it when I'm suggesting something to, to you or the other coaching <laughs> clients, now you know this about me, and I'm like, oh, this is something I want to do, and now Julie's going to do it, and I know I haven't done it yet, but my goal is to have, because I really want to revamp my nurture sequence stuff next year again, mm. and so my goal is is that they download this thing, and then they get other little surprises along the way, because it builds that act of generosity, you know, I think I'm going to pronounce it wrong, but there's a um, there's a thing in Chinese culture which I think is please apologize um, for those of you that are Mandarin speakers. I apologize in advance, but I think it's called guashi, 
And basically the whole dynamic is in, in Chinese culture is if I give something to you, I am then, you are then in my debt and you have to give something of equal measure back. And it can become a bit of a mess because you're always then trying to make sure it's even and you think it's even and they're not, so then they've got to give something else to you and then that's not even. It can become quite a complicated exchange. But I actually believe that humans are quite like this, where if we give generously and it's a positive experience, there is a feeling of being in someone's debt, not in a bad way. We're not trying to make someone feel guilty, but it's more... If you have given me this value and it feels really valuable and good and it keeps on feeling good, then of course the minute I need someone like you, I'm going to come and work with you. Mm. And if I'm never going to be like that, I will actively remind other people to work with you because I feel like I'm in your debt. Mm. And not everyone's like that, but this is actually how this works, mm. is we give value. We're not selling. We're giving value. And trusting the process that if we give that, the right people will go, this person is someone I now trust, they're an obvious authority, I either am going to buy from them because I need it, or I've solved all my problems with this, and now I'm their biggest advocate and fan. Mm, mm. And that's what we want. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so I this, could use, yeah. use one in the initial list, and then... Maybe the other two. I wouldn't along. even use the other ones in the initial list. I think okay. the list as it stands is really, really great. Yeah. So use them as a dangling carrot for further down the nurture sequence. Just a, just a, I would call it a surprise and delight. Yeah. Like in your head. I don't think we should like tell people they're coming. It's more yeah. just like, oh my gosh, I got another cool thing from Julia Michelle. Mm. Yeah. So I think that's really key. So when we're doing, so the key thing is, is we get this up, we get the landing page. So we're just going to have that little border barrier. And then I would like to have um, a picture of both you and, and Michelle, actually, uh -huh. and a little bit like about about uh, about Julie and Michelle and, and talk about that. And then I'd have what this guide has. So I'd actually make like a proper little landing page, not just this kind of like squeeze thing of just the page with the picture. And you can do all of that. We're doing it in Mailer Light, right? Or are you still might yeah. So you can actually make that in Mailer Light. They have a uh, just use a landing page template, but use one that has those different sections, not just the top bit. And most people won't read past, but it's just for those people that need a little bit of extra trust level. I would just have what this guide includes or what this whatever the thing is we've called it. Um includes. And then I would just have, you know, like how many ideas you've actually got, like count them up and say this many ideas suitable for ages such and such to such and such um, a mix of things to do that your child can do by themselves and things that you can do with them um, you know things with no equipment to little equipment like so all like all that kind of thing quick and fast so basically all those breakdowns plus um, we explain to you what literacy is and what the phrase um, structured literacy is if you've heard it so I would put that there and you don't need to put another call to action down there or you can put like a download now button and then that button when they press it it just go it pops up to the top of that page you can make that happen in Mailer light so you just pop it back at the page and it'll come up with that contact form for them to fill out and they fill it out and then there'll be like a little option for you to do like a little thank you page or a little message that pops up that will only say thank you please check your email it, it should be there within five minutes or something like that um, and so they're being told to go and check their email address. One of the things that you need to make sure you do on MailerLite, um, and this is for every platform, in New Zealand, we don't have as strict spam rules as they do in Australia or um, the UK or the US. So we don't need to have the opt-in double confirmation. All the programs have that as a standard, so you have to make sure you've turned that off. Because if you don't with this particular thing, it makes it very difficult for those people to get it because they have to then go and opt in and you lose often up to 50% of the people that have downloaded because they don't go and do that step. So turn that off so that they're automatically confirmed as being able to be on your list. And the reason we do this is we're collecting the email and we're also making sure that we don't just give them the download right away from there. We want them to get it from the email because of two important reasons. One is we want to make sure that their email address is correct. So I think I said to you in the last session, I've literally had emails that are for spam at spam.com. So they don't get it. Um, so yeah, so that's important. The second reason that it's really important is that the email that they open first 
is going to help them find all your other future emails. So if you do that first email, this is the one they're most likely to get because they've just filled it in, so they're expecting the email. And so if it goes to others, if it goes to spam, if it's just somewhere where it shouldn't be for some reason, they're more likely to get it because they're going to go and look for it. Once they've opened up that one, it's going to increase their likelihood of opening up the other ones and it tells whatever platform they're on for their emails that this is an email that's worth seeing. The other thing that's important with this is that um, they so it increases that chance there of opening up that email. Um, it also increases the chance that they actually get that that download and download it. So it means that they've increased the chance of actually taking action with it. Uh, we do want to make it um, beautiful, um, but but be also aware that it's going to be printed. So don't do a really dark background with the white because it's just painful for everybody if they're printing it out. If you're using color, just do a test run and print it out on black and white and just see what it looks like because that's how most people print it. So just be aware of those sort of things when you're creating it. It sounds like little things, but, but believe me, as someone who sometimes has to print something out and it's all on dark, they do it so you don't print it out, but this is made for printing out. So, and we want them to keep it. So I think that that would be really important. Um, so I would just make sure that you've kind of got that sorted out and it's working well. So we're going to be doing that. So the very first email that we're going to send is just going to be all about that initial download. So there's a couple of things that we want to think about when we're writing that lead generation sequence. Um, we want to make sure that they continue to add value so they're not like a big sales pitch. We want to make sure that there's a call to action in every email. And so it could just be hit reply or what do you think, let me know. We want to make some of them quite soft, but it's just to get them into the habit of breaking that wall barrier between us and them and getting used to emailing us. Um, and and I, like when I, it sounds kind of manipulative, manipulative when I say this, but I actually want to have a relationship with the people on my email list. I, I like the fact, I don't sit there and go, wow, you know, I'm going to pick Sal because she and I, um, she'll be listening, hi Sal. Um, but like Sal, when she replies back to me, I don't go, wow, Sal, you've replied to four emails in a row and you haven't asked to work with me. I mean, disclaimer, we have worked together in the past, but I, I don't go, wow, she hasn't asked to work with me again. I'm going, I love that she's responding back to my email. So we're not thinking, we're just going, I want to build a relationship with these people. I want to build a level of trust. We're building a strong trust bridge between us and our community, our email community. So we want to encourage them to email back. We want each one of them to have a reminder of why they would benefit from working with you. So it, um, I would definitely feel very relaxed about you having a short, even a one-liner, like don't go super long testimonial or review in every single email it can be at the ps stage it doesn't have to be in the text but it could be like ps here's what angela said about us just recently da, 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 da. okay a one-liner that doesn't have to be a paragraph paragraphs don't work great in email because it's just a chunk of words um so i do that i would like you to have a simple story or an idea for each email so that's got like a little bit of storytelling and interest it can be a fake person not like a made up but just like an, an analogy person or it can be an actual story and I want it to have a very friendly conversational warm tone with very simple language um, so I think that's really important um, in terms of the nurture sequence we don't want them to um, we don't want to assume they're going to work with you so we don't want to be like making it like you can say when we work together that's totally okay but we don't want to be like, you're going to work with me because that sounds quite dogmatic. I feel quite bullied by those comments myself. We don't want it to feel impersonal and we don't want to just make it a full-on sales pitch, which I know you won't do because, you know, we're going to have to build in the selling. And we don't want to make them really long and complex either. Uh, so we want to make them nice and short. So the first email, I'm just going to tell you what the sequence is first before we start. We're going to send six emails. Um, the first one is day zero. That's the one that goes as soon as they ask for the information. And it's simply just a, here's the such and such that you requested. So like it's, here's how to unlock, here's the ebook, how to unlock the, um, or here's your ultimate guide of how to unlock literacy that you requested. So I would also potentially put their name in there, like say, hey, hey, name, here's that. So if it's got their name, they're more likely to open their email. And then it's dear name, thank, thank you so much for requesting in the name of it. 
please find a link here and have a downloadable PDF or hidden video links will be a downloadable PDF for you. So you would upload it. Do you use Google Sheets or uh, uh, Docs, sorry, Google Docs. So if you've got Google Docs or Dropbox, you just load it up into there, make it a public link um, and pop it into there for them to be able to download. Uh, we hope you find the informational value, um, informational helpful. Uh, we've learned that sometimes getting this information can highlight a few gaps here or there. Um, so over the next few weeks, we're going to walk you through some of the most common issues, plus give you a few more goodies. I would probably hint it there. Um, we'll also tell you a, a story too about some of the some of the families and children we've worked with. Um, and then you can say you can also say at that stage um, would. Um, if you'd like, if you'd like to see some of our some more of our work, please give us a follow on our Facebook page, and you could put a link to it. Mm -hmm. um, and if you know you need help, here's a link to book in a time because you've got in your thing. I think you've got a book in your time thing, haven't you? Yeah, we find that parents need to chat about it first, and it works better for us if we get that relationship going, not just hey, just enroll. Yes, I would probably put in between that for you. I'd probably put something like. Um, we currently are providing this program at this at these schools and maybe make mm. a list of these schools there. If you know that you'd like, if you are at that school and you already know you need help with your child, please bring it, book a link. I, I, that's not too Sally. That's just yep. really useful. Um, talk soon and then your name. Yeah. Okay, so that's basically the framework. Um, by the way, Julie, I know if you didn't get that down, I'll, I will send you a recording of this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so day four is the next one. So we're giving them a four-day break. So the, so the schedule is day zero, day four, day seven, day 14, day 21, day 28, zero, four, seven, 14, 21, 28, six. So that's actually four weeks, six emails. So we start them closer together initially for those people that are very close to making a decision and then we span them out. And the benefit of this is I have, I've got a couple of nature sequences I've done in the past where it's every every two days. That works for some things, but it can actually make people feel very overloaded. I've also done ones that start with weekly right away, and you do need to have a little bit more frequently than weekly for the first one. You could also do, if you wanted to, day four, day, sorry, day zero, day four, day seven, day 11 and 14, if you wanted to add an extra one in. But I find that Day zero, day four, day seven, that's three in one week. And then going to day 14 a week afterwards tends to be a good fit. Yeah. And I've used this actual spacing for a long time and it works really well. Yeah. Um, and it's my favorite spacing. Yeah. Um, so then you have like a, a question around um, something that people might get wrong or people stress out about most. So you could say um, something like, um, name, do you stress about this with your child? Do you stress about XXX with your, um, when it comes to your child too? Or do you, do you find your, do, do you and your child get into battles over XXX? So find like a pain point. Uh -huh. Um, and you'll have a really good idea from what you've talked about. Or right. do you get overwhelmed when you hear the phrase structured literacy? Uh -huh. Or do you, you know, if I asked you what it meant, would you understand it? And then you would just say, dear, their name again, um, do like a little welcome warm warmy thing, like hope you are well. Remind them that they downloaded the lead generation and they've had a chance to check it out. Don't re-link it to them. Just remind them and they can go back and hunt for it in their emails. Uh -huh. And then say one of the things that we hear about that information, whatever the information is, is people want more help and advice around this thing. So yeah. talk about whatever the thing is. Most people think and then talk about, so most people when it comes to literacy think it just means yeah. reading, writing, spelling. Here's what we we like to tell you about literacy. And then I would maybe do a little bit of information around that side because I think that would be quite useful yeah. for them. Yeah. Um, the cool news is you can be developing literacy with your child in the car, at the supermarket, even when, I don't know, something or other, even when you're um, you're playing a sports game. Yeah. Um, and then say at Thinking Caps, we're all about using practical ideas and solutions. If you would like to talk to us about how we can work with you with your child during school hours, mm. hit reply and we'll start talking. Mm. Otherwise, you can make a time to talk here. Yeah. 
So so that is still got a call. It's still quite soft because mm. it's really like. So the trick is you're allowed to do a call to action if you add value. Mm. That's the key. Then day seven, we're going to do a similar thing, but this time we're going to tell a story about a client or about a child. Um, so, for example, Julie, I've got one of these, and I'm sure you've got lots of them. But I, when I was teaching, I had a little boy called Ben in my class, and he wouldn't. He just could. He'd gone to reading recovery, which was what they did back in the day. Um, wasn't making any progress. They and and I could tell from the way he talked, he was actually a really bright guy, a bright kid. He was really engaged. And he said, I said to him, Ben, there's something going on. And I remember, and I've told the story so many times around how people learn. And it, and I think something like this would work really well in this particular one. Because it's like a little story about things. So you can think of one that's like this. But I said, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he said, a builder. And I said, oh, okay. And I said, do you know builders need to know how to read? And he said, no, they don't. They just build things. And I said, no, this is how builders need. So I went and found a builder and I brought this builder in to talk to Ben. And within a term, he was a top, the top reader in our class. So he'd gone from like not being interested in all, going through failing reading recovery to actually becoming the top reader within a term. And so I talk about sometimes that, so that's my story that I mm. tell with literacy. So I would like one like that for there. Like, you know, one of my favorite stories is about, um, about one of the ch- children, we're going to call him such and such or her such and such. So you don't have to give them a real name because obviously it's you're in a locally based business, so you want to change that. Yeah. Tell a little bit of their story. Tell the result. How cool is that? We'd love to help you and your child see success in a similar. Oh, we would help you to see success in a similar child with your child. Mm. Um, if you're ready to start that process and you're and um and do it, and be part of one of our school time sessions. Hit reply and we'll talk directly. Otherwise, you can make a time here. Mm. So again, we're telling a story to show them what's possible. Mm. Um, but you're and you're showing full marks if you can use one of the examples of how you worked with someone using one of the ideas in the actual site, mm. because then you could potentially download that one as a resource on that one. Mm. Yeah, and then they've been given value. Now you're doing a call to action. Yeah. So I quite like that idea. Mm. Uh-huh. Um, then the next one is around challenge. So that one's around blocks is in terms of like, um, so that one's like, so first we've got like a, what people get wrong. The second one is a story of how someone learned to do it, like a success story. The third one is around challenges or blocks. Mm. That's the fourth one because the first one was the download, but the third one of these. So day 11, um, blocks. So it could be a challenge, like um, what's the biggest challenge you have got with your child with literacy at the moment or what's one of the challenges you see your child having with literacy. Mm. Um, and then and I wonder if this one might be around parents' own attitudes towards literacy. Mm. Um, or just, so so that could be, so be like, I don't know about you, but I love hearing stories of how, how um, parents and children are brought closer together once they get over the block of reading battles might be quite mm. a good one mm. and then one of my favorite stories that shows that is um a family we worked with last year where such and such and such and such were having a daily thing here's a little bit of their story and then tell the story the result was this after we worked with them how cool is that would love to help you see success in a similar way so it's similar to the other one but it's kind of like really helping talk about a block rather than the other side which is just telling that story around um, around how someone learned how to do something. Mm. So again, doing that. Um, or you could use a testimonial for this. So you could share a little bit of it and then say, here's what they said. Yes. So any of these you can use a testimonial for. Yes. Um, and and then you can say again, you know, um, you can make a time to talk to us if your child is at any of these schools, so list the schools again. If, and then say, P.S., if um, your school not on this list, Give us, um, let us know, um, and we'll have a chat to that school if you're interested in us working with you. Uh, okay. Then day 14 is actually our strong call to action day. So they've had quite a few emails from us now. They've had three, uh, four, um, so day 11. Yes, there was a day 11. So we've got 0, 4, 7, 11. They've had four emails from us in, in, in two weeks that are quite soft. And now day 14 is going to be our strong email. Uh-huh. And it's going to be like today. My today seems like a great day to to take action on your child's literacy development or something like that. Yeah. Again, I'd put their name in it. 
um, and say, you know, I would check in then and say, have you tried any of the things from our guide? Mm. Um, I'd love to know which one has worked for you best. So that's like a good reason for them to come back to you. And then you could say, over the last few weeks, I've shared with you a few stories and some information about how um, the children we've worked with have um, been helped by the work we do. So kind of something around there. I'd like to offer you and your child that same help, help today. Um, we have currently got spaces. Uh, we have spaces or taking future bookings at these schools. Uh. So if today is a good day for you to get started on this, we would love to book a time in with you to talk about whether it's a fit for your child. So when we say whether it's a fit, it's not saying we're going to sign you up. It's them having a check, a check the fit. Um, we would love to help you and your child. We're excited about it. Look forward to hearing from you. Great. So we'll do that on that day. So that's a strong call to action. Um, and then day 21. Um, so actually Great I've shortened this. So you, could make this. you could make that one day 21 and this one day 28. But I think going over three weeks actually makes it a bit squishier too. So you can do it this way. So you could, go, you could have that this is like a day. You could do day 14, day 21. Or it could be day 21, day 28. But if you do it over three weeks, you're going to get a faster response time uh, without it feeling overwhelming. So day 21 or the day 28, whichever one it is, number six, basically. Um, uh, you go back to, here's what this person found out. So it's a discovery one. So it would be the parent or the child. It could be actually about how this child found out how much they loved it. Um, ask them how, you know, how how is, um, how is the reading situation or the literacy situation going on at their home? How's it going? Um, remember, remind them that they've got the they've got the resource um, there. If you if you um, if you know you need do, need to do this, or um, and you're just struggling with having time or headspace to take action, we're here to help make it easier for you. We can work with your child. Uh. I'd like to share with you one, or you could do more of the key work benefits of your child working with us during school time. And then you could maybe give them three reasons. Uh, um, then here's what one of our fa- one of our parents had to say about about a child about us speaking with their child. Put a put a testimonial. We'd love the opportunity to help you to get those kind of results, and would like to work with you. If you're ready, let's book in a time to see if we're the best fit for your child. Yeah. So again, even though it's really clear, it's not too salesy. Yeah. Uh. Um, and then regards real person and then say PS there's I've put this but you can put something different there's always a time when these emails come to an end and today is that day please do stay in touch whether you're whether ready um, whether you've decided to work with us or not or have your child work with us or not you can follow us here you can put your Facebook group on there um, and we're going to pop you into a regular newsletter to stay in touch and then say put brackets I promise we won't get offended if you choose to unsubscribe yeah so then that email, when you go through that nurture sequence on that one, you can have in the automation subscribe to master list or whatever you've called that main list, and then they would go into there. So they're not getting any of your regular emails while they're in this space, but uh, at the end of that, they would go into that, and now they're going to get your regular newsletters because if they've stayed reading during that time or are not unsubscribed during that time, they're very likely to stay on your list, and they're not just – because what we're doing is – we're getting, we know one to three percent of people are going to be ready to, to, to work with you um, from that time when they go on the website. Up to 30 percent of people are ready after about a, a month of good content, contents. So that t- contact, so that's going to be for them. Another 30 percent of people will be ready after a long period of time. So we're giving those people that haven't made contact with you now more time to build that relationship. And I know that, you know, I've said to you, I've had numerous people this year work with me who first got into contact, 2018, 2019. That was a long time ago now. (laughs) Um, But that's how we grow our business with good content. So this is us thinking about future thinking caps as well as for the next 12 months. Mm. So that's that's where I would sit. And that's your nurture sequence. Um, Right. I, I think that that would work really well for you. So once it's laid out and we've got that going, um, we can talk about how to promote it and how to get some more people to sign up to it alongside, you know, if you're doing an event. Sounds fair. Okay, yeah. so you've got some tasks to do. Yep. Sounds good Yay. to me. And you feel like it's all achievable? 
Yeah, great. Yeah, yep. Fantastic. Um, so I'm just going to do a little re wrap up. For those of you that have been listening, uh, we've been working through how to build a nurture sequence post a lead magnet generation. Some of the things you need to think about, we've obviously customized it to Julie, but that structure works with any service-based business and you can sometimes work and use it with e-commerce as well. Lead magnets very much help you grow an email list. It's much better than having subscribed to my newsletter. I hate that on an email on a website because uh, how many people don't actually ever send the emails out? And it's a really helpful way. So Julie, first, thank you so much for being a dedicated um, person to help coach during this session. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Thank you for being on the show. Thanks for your input. It's lovely. I just, I'm really enjoying it actually. And then um, for those of you that are listening, if you've got questions from here, you can leave a voice message on confidentcontentpodcast.com or you can email me on there or you can be part of our Facebook group, Map It Marketing on Facebook and ask questions in there. Uh, and if you'd like to find out about the group coaching group that Julie is in, uh, I would love to talk to you. We're all full up for this year, but we are taking some check the fit meetings, just like I mentioned Julie saying check the fit, um, for the February and March intakes of 2024 and beyond. So if you're interested in talking to me about that, uh, drop me a line at rachel at identifymarketing.co.nz. And otherwise, go forth and make a nurture sequence. They are a powerful, powerful tool. Thanks for listening.